Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Well, I invite you to get your Bibles tonight. We are going to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. Amen. Chapter 4. We're going to be talking about the heart tonight. Our text, our title is going to be A Matter of the Heart. A Matter of the Heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. The wisdom writer says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got issues. I got issues. I got a lot of issues. Hallelujah. We all have issues. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So he says, keep your heart. Then he tells us what we ought to be doing to keep our heart. It's a matter of the heart. A matter of the heart. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this evening. Thank you, God, for the gathering of your people to get into your word. I'm asking, God, that it would speak life to those, oh God, that will listen, that will hear. God, let it, put in, let it come into their heart tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. Well, bless you. You can be seated. If you've ever dealt with anyone or you have dealt with heart issues, that's a scary proposition. Your heart is an important part of who you are. Matter of fact, it is one of the most vital, if not the most vital, organs of the body. Unless you have blood pumping in you, flowing through your veins, you will eventually die. Somebody said that's deep. That is deep. One can survive without different organs for a period of time. I mean, evidently we can live without gallbladders. Yeah. Or different things like that. I don't, I don't even start down the list. The World Book Encyclopedia says that this busy thing in our chest that pumps, it pumps and is linked by... 100,000 miles of pipeline in your body. All the arteries, all the veins, 100,000 miles. It weighs less than a pound. It's about the size of your fist. It beats about 90 times a minute and more than 100,000 times in a day. That ticker's important. Mm-hmm. It pumps five quarts of blood through its chambers every 60 seconds. 
that to me is staggering. Five quarts of blood is pumped through your heart in the chambers of your heart every 60 seconds. It does enough work in one hour to lift the weight of one and a half tons more than a foot off the ground by calculating the work that your heart does. The heart is said to be so vital, and we hear a lot about heart attack. Heart attacks are, occurs suddenly because there's been a buildup of, of some kind of fatty tissue or, or calcium or, or some kind of impediment to the process of the blood flowing. There are several things they tell us that bring upon us heart attacks. Diet. I find it amazing that we can pray, Lord, heal. I'm going to just sidebar here for a minute. Lord, heal us of diabetes, but we want to just keep on eating sugar. That's just, just a thought for you to think. I'm getting started tonight. I'm running a little slow. Hang with me. I'm getting started. But there are several things that could cause a heart attack. Your diet, eating too much salt or fatty foods or simply eating too much altogether can be devastating to your heart. Stress. Stress is a problem with the heart. They have learned that cigarette smoking is, is, is so difficult for a person because a smoker, they are two to three times more likely to have a heart attack than a non-smoker. Heredity takes a part of this. But when you begin to look at the Bible, and the Bible talks about the heart, it's, it's speaking about the inner person an inner man, the inward part of an individual. We employ the word heart to express thoughts of character or emotions. We would say that that, that man has a thoughtful heart or that lady has a tender heart or that lady has a merciful heart, a kind heart, a patient heart, or an understanding heart, and, and, and a loving heart. Or We would say that someone is, well, they're just all heart. The biblical term heart refers to the inner man. Mr. Kittle in his dictionary, New Testament dictionary said, the heart is the center of the inner life of man and the source or seat of all the forces and functions of soul and spirit. It determines moral conduct. The heart is the foundation of your life. Everything else comes from that particular part of you. What you are in your heart is what you are in your life. Jesus said that we are to, in Matthew 22 and 37, he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all thy heart. The principle here is that God lets us know that he works from the inside out. Amen. He begins with the heart, that center, that foundation, that, that beginning part. The first principle of loving God is related to that part of you that nobody sees, but it drives what is seen. It drives what is seen. Amen. There are times that we are impressed with externals and, and we feel like that's what God wants. So we want to impress people and we want to impress God with our externals. Let me tell you, God's not impressed if the heart's not right. If the heart's not right. The Pharisees proudly par paraded their external expressions of holiness for everyone to see. And yet Jesus classified them as snakes and hypocrites. 
He called them whitened sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but within they're full of dead man's bones and of all uncleanness. Problems with the external issues like modesty and dress, and external issues like conversations, and external issues like anger and hostility that shows and demonstrates. It speaks about an issue that comes from the inside. It comes from the inside. Amen. God always looks at the heart. I said God looks at the heart. I said God looks at the heart. Spiritually and mentally, the heart is known as the seat of our emotion. The Greek word for heart is uh, cardia, cardia, uh, K-A-R-D-I-A, and it represents the center of who we really are. You can put on a front, and, and, and I could put on a front, but is that really who we are? Is that really what our heart is saying? Jesus said in Luke 6 and 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, amen, turn to somebody and say, you're known by your leftovers. What Jesus is saying for out of the heart proceed evil, but it's that abundance. That abundance is, is what is overflowing in your life. What is in the overflow in your life? It will come out of you as the leftovers or, or what is the, the overflowing tipping point of your cup. Amen. A person commits murder in their heart before they commit murder in the physical. Likewise, a person will commit adultery and fornication in their life in their mind, in their heart, before it comes out. Everything begins with the foundation. It's a heart matter. It's a heart matter. The way a person lives is a heart matter. The way a person is faithful to God is a heart matter. The way a conversation that goes with someone, it's a heart matter. Amen. How is your heart tonight? How is the inside of your heart? We find that Jeremiah 17 and 9 declares, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I want you to listen to me tonight. The heart is, 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 is a deceiver. Yet our culture today, our culture today wants to say, go with your heart. Whatever you feel, what, do what you feel, because that's what you want, you know. It doesn't matter what, what the, the truth is. It doesn't matter what facts are. Just go with what you feel. Amen. But I want to tell you, this heart can lie. It can deceive us. It can tell us things that we think may be a real thing, but they're not. Your emotions can deceive you. That's why we got to make sure that we're taking care of the heart, that we're giving over our heart to the Lord. Amen. And say, oh, search my heart. Try the, the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Daily we need a heart exam. Daily we need to be looking at our, our spiritual condition. How healthy is your heart tonight? Has sin blocked the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life? 
Is your faith easily exhausted? Are you experiencing a numbing sensation in your conscience? Is your convictions dulled, making it harder to discern between what is good and what is evil? Amen. If not careful today, there are those that will have a spiritual cardiac arrest. Their appetites have become filled with the fatty things of the flesh. Their external pressures begin to attack them until the stress of life comes against their soul. Unconquered habits. They tell us that cigarette smokers are, are two to three times more likely to have a natural heart attack. Can I say to you that there are those today that if... They don't guard their habits. They're headed for problems. All right, in our text tonight, there are four things that the heart will determine in your life. There are four things that the heart will determine in your life. Number one, the heart determines who you are. Say that with me. The, the heart determines who you are. Proverbs 4.23 in our beginning text Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The heart must be guarded. Keep it. Guard it. Preserve it. Preserve it from dangers. Preserve it from attack. Preserve it. Amen. Why? Because out of it are the issues. The foundation flows from what your heart is. You can protest one thing and do another, but your heart will eventually reveal who you are. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. One man said, whatever the heart loves, the ears will hear. Whatever the heart loves, the eyes will see. Amen. It guides us everywhere we go. Our senses if our heart is, is, is eaten up with it, that's where our other passions will go. Amen. That's why the Lord said, love me with all of your heart. You've got to get it on the inside. I said, you've got to get it on the inside. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands. Praise him in this place. The word issue out of the heart, out of, the Bible says that out of the heart are the issues of life. The word issues here speaks of something gushing from an ongoing source. Issues means the starting point, the source, or the wellspring. Out of your heart is the source. Out of the heart is the source. The source or the event or the activity, the extension of something that leads in a beginning way. It, it, all decisions come from your heart. All actions eventually come from the heart. All activity of human life feed off the heart. It's the source. Jesus said in Luke 6 and 45, a good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. People's issues are revealed in their heart. So number one, the heart determines who you are. Say that with me. The heart determines who you are. Number two, the heart will determine what you say. The heart will determine what you say. 
Again, the writer goes on in verse 24, Proverbs 4, and says, Put away from thee a forward mouth and a perverse lips put far from thee. What you have in your heart will find its way to your mouth. What you have in your heart will find its way your mouth. Again, quoting from what Jesus said when he said in Matthew 12 and 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen. Out of the scraps and the leftovers, it's going to come to your tongue. The wisdom writer says that in Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Oh, what are you saying today? You're saying what's in your heart. You find somebody that is constantly negative, constantly down. Everything's bad. Everything's horrible. Well, that's, they're just saying what they believe. But you find somebody else that says, I'm going to make it. God still got this. No matter what the doctor says, I'm going to make it. I'm going to overcome. Then you find that that's, that's what their heart is. Amen. Your heart will dictate your mouth all the time. I realize a person can slip and say something, stick their foot in their mouth and make a mistake. And, you know, I've, I've suffered from mouth and foot disease. Every one of you laughing have too. That's why we're laughing. That's right. We all suffer from that. We make mistakes. We say things we shouldn't say. We want to take that back. But what we continue, that's why Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, what we continue to say, what we are constantly saying, it's not a moment of, oh, I messed up and I shouldn't have said that. It's what we continually say, what we continually are thinking about, what we continually are harboring in our heart. It's going to make its way to the mouth. If you want to live in victory... It's going to start with having a faith in your heart that says, I believe victory. I believe in overcoming. You, 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 need, you need something God has for you that you want a healing or a touch or, or you need God to answer a prayer. Let it get into your faith. It's what you believe because what you believe is what you're going to say. Paul said, I believe, therefore I spoke. I speak. Jesus said, whatever you pray, say it's what you say. It's what is in here that comes out here. Amen. If you want victory, then let your heart be consumed with victory. Let your heart be consumed with overcoming. Let your heart be. Mm -mm -mm. Praise God. I wish I could just put you on my hip and let you help me preach tonight. Hallelujah. Just see her clapping and, and going along. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep it up. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Out of the mouth of babes and suckling. They're not here tonight and we miss them, but uh, the other day I was working around here and little, little Augie. I love that boy. He's so neat. Okay, we had a hose stretched all the way from back around the back and back over here so we could pour concrete and we had a big, long hose. And I was following him into the back. Uh, and that hose, let's just say it was lined up right there. And so he had to do it like this. <laughs> stepping over the hose, stepping over the hose, stepping over the hose, stepping over the hose. There was no reason to do that except it was there. You know what pastor did? I went, stepping over the hose, stepping over the hose, stepping over the hose. 
and it hit me. Amen. Jesus said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, he's going <laughs> to, he had no care in the world. This looks like fun. I think I'll do it. That comes from that kind of heart, that innocent heart. Uh, amen. While we just sit there's a hose in the way. Kick the hose. Get out. Get out. Right? Lord, let me have Augie heart. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. It's not as bad as it looks like. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think I'm going to make it. It's a heart matter. It's a heart matter. The heart will determine what you say. It'll determine who you are, number one. It'll determine what you say. Number three, it will determine what you see. Say that with me. It will determine what you see. Again, back to our original text, Proverbs 4 and 25. Let thine eyes look right on. And let that eyelids look straight before thee. Our heart, our inner man, our passions, our desires will determine our vision. The apostle Peter vividly describes false teachers so to pray that he called them natural brute beasts who have made to be taken and destroyed. He said, these beasts count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. And he called them spots and blemishes who were unashamed to parade their deception while feasting with the saints. The false prophets had major heart problem. They had a vision issue. They were impacted by what was in their heart so they couldn't see. Look what Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 14. He says, having eyes full of adultery that cannot Cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, these false teachers. A heart they have exercised with covetous practice, cursed children. Amen. Your heart will determine what you see. Your heart will determine what you see. What is in what you go looking for, you're going to find. I say what you go looking for, you are going to find. Do I have any hunters in the house tonight? Any deer hunters? Any deer hunters in the house? There's a couple. Okay. I rode with a brother years ago, and we were driving down the road, and we passed this big open field, and he said, look at there, one, two, three, four, five, six. I was already by it, and he saw five deer. I saw zero. <laughs> it's because he was conditioned. What is he going to see? His condition. It's in his heart. Amen. Condition. You you go looking what you will what you want to see. A little ways down, past the golf course. And I said, Oh, look at that. Look at that. He just don't care. He's just looking right on. Amen. It's what 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 are you conditioned? <laughs> how, how many remember the old nursery rhyme about the cat that went to visit the queen? Anybody remember that? There's a cat in this nursery rhyme went to visit the queen and then was asked when she come back, pussycat, pussycat, what did you there see? And she said, I played with a mouse under my chair. 
She was sitting at the banquet with the queen. All this great food, everything that she needed. But what did the cat see? The mouse under the chair. What are you conditioned to see? What's in your heart? What's in our heart? That's what we are conditioned to see. Somebody say, help my eyesight, Lord. Amen. That's what the writer is talking about. Things that, that the heart determines. It determines who we are. It determines what we say. Amen. <clears throat> it will determine what we see. The fourth thing that it determines is what we decide. Proverbs 4 and 26. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. The NIV says, make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Amen. Ponder in Proverbs a little bit. It means make level. Make level. Make your path level. The path of your feet speaks of the decisions that we meet. Hallelujah. Hey, buddy, can you come get a seat and stay seated, okay? Thank you. Oh, great, great. Keep, keep up with the notes. <clears throat> but you make me nervous when you start walking around. The path of thy feet speaks of decisions that we make. We have to make the right kind of decisions, but you have to go back to the foundation, and that is the issues of the heart. That's where the decisions are made. How many of you made some bad decisions? I like what Dave Ramsey calls them. Stupid tax. I've paid some stupid tax in my life. Amen. Ponder the path of your feet. Speaks of the decisions that we make. A clean heart will help us make level-headed decisions. All thy ways will be established. Speak of our conduct and the way of living. People rarely, if ever, get sucked into sin. Usually they fall headlong into it because they did not ponder the path of their feet. Amen. James 1 and 13 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Satan cannot tempt you if your heart's not looking for it. If your heart is, is in tune with God, yeah, there could be moments that we make mistakes and say things, make wrong decisions, and see what we shouldn't see. But I'm talking about a continual lifestyle is a matter of the heart. Amen. How do we keep our heart? The writer of Proverbs in our text tonight says in verse 27, turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. The inner man must be protected by hanging on to that which is is right. Amen. We must be very confident that it's time to measure our steps. It's time to make sure that we're, we're, we're looking right on. Amen. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Keep going straight. You can't stick your hand in the fire and then wonder why it's burned. The fire will burn it. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6 and 18, flee fornication. Flee it. Wisdom says to not go near the house of ill repute. 
We have to guard our steps. Guard our steps. In Proverbs chapter 23 and 7, it says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he. As a man thinketh in his heart. One of the tragic stories of the New Testament is the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias was a part of the early church. This man who conspired with his wife to conceal their prophets and lie in, lied in his heart before he lied in his action. Contamination came within before it ever came with out. Uh, the problem could be could have been prevented when Satan first filled his heart with an unholy, unholy thought. Uh, read Acts chapter 5 and you will find that Ananias entertained what he should have evicted from his heart. Uh, amen. Let's, let's just entertain it for a while. The apostle Peter said to Ananias, why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? The heart is the foundation. If the heart is the foundation, then we need to guard our heart. We need to take care of our heart. Take care of that inner man. Let's run through some things. The wisdom of Proverbs talks about the heart. The heart, we got we to gotta guard against a scheming heart. We got to guard against a scheming heart. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Proverbs 6 and 18. We've got to guard against a cunning, sensual heart. Proverbs 7 and 9. In the twilight, in the evening, the black and dark night. And behold, there, there met him a woman with the attire of the harlot and subtle of heart. Amen. And connected to that is Proverbs 12 and, and 20 where it says, Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. Amen. There are those today that have a cunning heart, a conniving heart, a sensual heart. But if you guard your heart, you can be free from that. Proverbs 18 and 12 says, watch out for the haughty heart. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and for honor is humility. Psalms 101 and 5, whoso privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart, I will not suffer. That's what God said. That's what God said. Proverbs 19 and 3, the heart of rage must be guarded against. The foolishness of man perverteth his way and his heart fretteth or rages against the Lord. That's a heart that's in trouble. Arrest, an attack is coming. We must guard against an envious heart. Proverbs 23 and 17, let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in fear of the Lord all the day long. In the book of Proverbs 12, it tells us in the first part of that verse, heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. The heart can bring you down. Oh, lift up your head. Amen. Drink with, Bible said, with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. The conclusion tonight that I want to bring to you is this. Hebrews 3 and 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you. Take heed. That, this, that means there's no option. Your heart's important. Your inward man is important. That's why we must guard it. Guard it. Guard it. How many of you, besides me, ever allowed something to get into your heart? We call it a grudge. 
offense. You may, it may be legitimate. It may be right. It's in the right. Years ago, I got offended at, at three preachers over, a, over an issue. I got upset at them. Got offended. Got hurt. You know how you can tell whether you're bitter? Is what you're telling about them. What's coming out of your mouth is what's coming from the heart. For three years, I ate that and it ate me. Until one day I found all three of them after I had a prayer meeting with God and went to all three of them and said, would you please forgive me? Would you please forgive me? Hallelujah. What? It, it wasn't that it did them any good, but it did me good. It set me free. <laughs> it set me free. But, but, but worse than that is that have you ever got a grudge against something or because of something only to find out it was wrong? And you spent months worrying and fretting and aggravated about it, and it wasn't even the truth. Can't believe they said that. Can't believe they did that. And they didn't. But I want to believe it because I want to make sure that I get it in my heart. It's in my heart. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want any poison of bitterness in my heart. I want to be free from that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I tried my best to give uh, my granddaughter, Ruby, a Bible study today in the office before church. You know how, how great it is to give a, a, a four-year-old a Bible study? It's awesome. She was upset about something, and I said, here, picked up this pencil. I said, this represents what you are, what you're dealing with. This represents what's got you upset. Hold that pencil out, and I'm going to count to three, and you're going to let it go. Do you know what it means to let it go? Uh-huh, I know what it means to let it go. All right, so she come over here, and she, I said, one, two, three, and she let it go, and it dropped, and she went over and looked, and she said, well, there it is. You know what? That was such a powerful lesson. She taught me a lesson right there while I was trying to teach her about letting go. Well, there it is. Oh, God, would you forgive him? Lord God, I want to get rid of this. I got to get this out of my heart. I got to get this out of my heart. I got, okay, I'll let it go. Well, there it is. There it is. You know, you hadn't seen them for three months, and then when you see them, it's like, well, there it is. Guard your heart. It's a matter of the heart. Hallelujah. Here's the thing Jesus said. In the last days, offense will come. You and I have opportunity every day to get offended. But we also have every opportunity every day to let it go. Stand with me, please. Let's examine our heart as the psalmist says, 139 and 23. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts. Examine me, Lord. Prove me. Test me. Try me. Don't say that if you don't mean it. Because he will. He will. 
Hallelujah. How do we guard against our heart? Put his word. David said, thy word have I hid in my that I might not sin against thee. But I will tell you something the Lord always does. He has a promise that he healeth the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. Psalm 147 and 3 tells us that. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. It's a matter of the heart. Lord, would you search my heart right now? Can you talk to the Lord that way? Can you just simply say, Lord, I don't want to regard iniquity in my heart. Lord, I want a heart, I want a heart that is clean. I realize I have a, a proclivities and sometimes I make mistakes, oh God. But Lord, I don't want that to be what's gushing over in the abundance of my heart. I don't want that to be that maybe just a moment in an isolated drip in the bucket, oh God. But I don't want that to be what is the overflow. I don't want the anger to be the overflow. I don't want, Lord God, frustration to be the overflow. I don't want lying to be the overflow. I don't want deceit to be the overflow, God. I want, Lord God, for you to be lifted up in my heart. In my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I talk to you tonight is not about this pumping vessel that is so amazing and it's natural. What I'm talking to you is about your inner person that's so amazing in the spiritual. Whatever value you have as a person, and God created you in his image, he loves you that much more on the inside. The Bible says, man looks on the external, but God sees the foundation. You want to know what the problem is in the outside? It's because the foundation's messed up. Got to guard your heart. Hallelujah. Can we love him one more time before we go today? Let's love him one more time in this house. Lord, I praise you, God. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.